Welcome to the Practical Church Revitalization Podcast. We look at revitalization in real time, examining the ups and downs of revitalizing and replanting historic and legacy churches throughout New England and the U.S. Now here's your hosts. All right. Hey, welcome back, Practical Church uh, family. Hey, uh, it's Dawn from Legacy Church in Sutton, Massachusetts. And uh, this is just a brief uh, update, maybe a little more. But um, so we found out why things have not been going right. Um, some of the updates that have gone on, and you know, if you have Windows, um, the computer is always updating. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I run my desktop or my laptop and the uh it seems like at least by the end of the week when i go to shut down it will say uh update and shut down and stuff and apparently um one major update had to happen and it reset a lot of our uh recording software so we thought we were recording which we were we were in here we were talking and um basically what had happened is um, it all but recorded it um, it kind of had a mind of its own it was kind of weird but um, that's what's been going on um, I will give you a, a slight update so um, Eric and I have not been able to uh, sync our times going in I know he has some stuff that he's planning to do he's he's actually trying to work out to see if he can go to this year's um, replant summit in Alpharetta. Uh, I will not be there because I am graduating seminary and uh, money is tight. Uh, as many of you know, uh, I'm bivocational and uh, uh, I work as a substitute, so my hours are kind of limited. And last year I was blessed to basically work every day. Um, every day that school was open and uh, because of that uh, the Lord provided greatly for us but going into the next school year uh, everything knock on wood is supposed to be uh, normal again so I will be um, you know working as the days become available uh, and because of that um, my graduation is uh, going to be December 10th for Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and so I will be um, uh, going there with my wife to graduate um, and uh, I'm excited about it but uh, also you know I'm sad because I would love to go to the uh, replant summit this year but uh, it's just not in the budget right now so um, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of sad. Me and Eric have only been able to go to one together, and then it seems like every other year um, we're going. You know, he'll go one year, I'll go the next year, um, and it's just been the way it has been. But um, with that, uh, yeah, so he is actually working on an episode that he's going to be recording with somebody from his church talking about... Um, social justice and how it's 
creeped into parachurch organizations. Um, I know that sounds weird for a revitalization, but um, you know, the, you have to understand what's going on in the world today, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that um, we're seeing, especially up here in New England, where uh, you would expect to see some of the stuff, and then you're seeing it go on in churches. In fact, uh, I have seen a church recently um, basically start to just fall apart because the the leadership started to preach CRT and um, social justice and like it was it wasn't even the senior pastor the senior pastor from my understanding I could be wrong but the senior pastor from my understanding was not even part of this because he was already planning to leave and it was just the um, the elders that were left behind that um, started to f fall into that and so within that what has happened is this church has started to fall apart people are leaving that church that church um, is seeing you know we're, we're we've seen a few people uh, visit our church um, don't know if if we'll be getting anybody um, because of some of the stuff we lack as uh, a revitalization we've been trying to work out stuff uh, but you know long story short um, that is something that is a major issue up here in New England um, becoming a real big issue really so uh, that's that's one thing Eric is looking to do um, my wife and I, we are going to be doing um, another one of our Pastor's Wives episodes uh, because there's just been a lot of positive feedback on that. Um, and I, I know it sounds... For, for an, I know some pastors think, well, no, 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 but it's true. You know, Pastor's Wives um, do get left on the side um, I know many that just get burnt out probably quicker than their husbands and we know that uh, being a pastor you're gonna burn out quicker but this is just something that goes on um, and so pastors wives need to be in fellowship they need to get into groups they need a lot of encouragement from their husbands and so this is uh, this is what we're trying to do um, with those episodes. So my wife is going to be back. She's going to be recording a couple of those episodes um, with me. And then we're also going to do a couple of other episodes uh, on revitalization. Um, and then hopefully Eric and I will be able, once, once we start getting back to normal schedules, uh, we will be able to quote-unquote be in the same room granted it will be virtual but uh, be back in the same room to uh, uh, work together I've actually um, this week it's been interesting because he's actually helping me train someone for preaching and also um, talk about preaching and talking about the whole uh, controversy going on um, he actually helped me and I'm giving him credit on Sunday, but um, 
he actually helped me with uh, trying to figure out how to preach through Acts 5, 17 to 42, because I was trying to figure out where the divisions were in this um, verse and, you know, these verses, this chapter, and um, just trying to, to break it down. And he actually came beside me and uh, shared his outline. And um, it's funny, like, uh, it would probably be the same outline, same, same points, same main points for those um, sections, but uh, definitely, definitely my uh, take on it. Um, Eric and I, we've we found out how much uh, it, how much different we are, uh, which is good because you don't want to be you don't want to be uh, a clone of somebody. But uh, definitely, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, I preach this compared to how he preached it. But, um, you know, I've been wrestling with the text for a little while, and I wanted to get back to our Acts series at least once uh, this summer. And so I was thinking it was going to be maybe two sermons. I was going to uh, go 17 to 32 and then 33 to 42. But, um, yeah, he said, no, try it, try it this way. And so I looked at it and I thought, okay, you know, because he wasn't, when he preached it, he didn't go, um, verse by verse like he likes to do. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you can't, sometimes you just have so much information that comes forward. You have to. And even when I was thinking about it, because I would be, um, Doing the whole arrest of the uh, of the apostles, and then their uh, trial, and then of course um, the second part would be Gamamiel's speech. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Gamamiel or Gamamiel. Um, but we would be preaching that. Um, I realized that, that could get confusing, and so. Um, I liked how he did it. He's got four points on this. I especially loved uh, the fourth point, and, and I told him, I said, I got, I got to use one of the, one of the things he really pointed out because I didn't think of this. Um, I didn't think of uh, of that and how he said it, but it really is. It really was um, some good points. So anyway. Yeah, I'm just going on on that, but yeah, so we have been um, doing some stuff. Um, I am here, and of course, if you are leading a revitalization, you know what it's like um, to suggest change in your church. And so one of the things that we have had to suggests recently is um, getting rid of our pews for pew chairs. Now we have um, we have a interesting thing. Of course, this is also why I might not be able to go to um, the the replant summit is because um, the chairs. I mean, you know, money is one thing, but I still have to kind of figure some stuff out but um you know i'm looking at the i'm looking at the dates and i think i think the dates for this year is the 23rd and 24th 
Um, so uh, it actually might work out because uh, I was told the end of the month. So um, it's either going to be the 21st or 28th. But anyway, there is a church locally that I guess is uh, redoing their worship center or expanding their worship center. And so they ordered brand new chairs because they needed to add chairs and rather than add chairs that may, not, may or may not match the color of the current chairs um, they agreed to buy brand new chairs so they have these ones that I believe I was told are only like three or four years old they have 500 of them one church already is taking just over 200 of them um, we are we are signed up to take 185, um, which is what we seat in our sanctuary. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, well, uh, Dawn, I hate to tell you, but if you only have 185 seats and pews, you're not going to be able to s squeeze 185 chairs. I know that. Um, we have actually, in our space, we already have 45 seats of pews taken out. Um, so in other words, we had, for the pew space, 45 seats removed already in there. And so we actually should be able to sit still 185 um, pew chairs. But our thing is, um, you know, trying to get the people to realize the importance of this. And it's got nothing to do with needing to have the space. We have a beautiful uh, fellowship hall, so it's not like we need to use the sanctuary as a fellowship hall type space. Um, there are there are a number of reasons, and so that's kind of what this episode is, I guess, if we want to say it um, that way, is... You know, when you need to replace your pew chairs, why? You know, or when you need to get rid of your pews, why? And so, you know, I'll, I'll quickly just give you three examples. Um, now, we have a um, report that was done. And if I can find the report, I have it right here on my computer. But the... Um, Pew assessment was as follows. Um, we had this Pew assessment done by a uh, major company. And it was interesting. Uh, they came in and uh, the assessor's view of the current building. Structure was built in 1829. The pastor said that the walls had recently been repaired and repainted. About 20 years earlier, he believes that the windows were repaired and replaced. The outside shows work and care in the parking lot and uh, church sign. The outer building needs a fresh coat of paint. One column looks like it has been recently repaired. So this was a good um, breakdown for my church to read. Um, talks about our, our uh, handicap ramp being rebuilt. Then he gets into this interesting thing. Several windows through the building's have, uh, through the building have, are cracked or broken in need of replacement. So uh, those are the ones on the fellowship hall. The ones in the sanctuary have been replaced. But uh, this is the interesting part. Church has had 120 and 180 guests in 2018 and 2019 respectively. These look well to members, 
and get um, guests some may be willing to look past painting and windows with other finished repairs the assessors thought is that some guests may have decided to not return due to the repairs the church is focused on fixing the needed repairs but lacks younger bodies to be able to do it do so itself <clears throat> so um, this this kind of brought in an interesting thing for us um, when we were talking about the pews is we have uh, one couple that has come from another church uh, they have ties to the North American Missions Board and they had asked um, why aren't you asking the other churches including like your daughter church to send you some people on a temporary basis to get momentum going you know send some young families so you can get these repairs and then when visitors are coming in they see these younger families and they want to stay and it's a good question um, I've brought this up to some people who work uh, in our state's convention and they've admitted that you know it's it's something that in New England we, we lack because um, down south it's more acceptable it's more understandable uh, I think of last year at the replant summit we heard about this with um, Friendship Baptist and how Lenexa Baptist sent people over there uh, to help get the momentum going and re, you know rebuild the church and um, it's something that I think needs to be worked on in New England you know we talk about uh, replanting in New England but it's one of those uh, points and so um, anyway trying to get the people here on um, why we need the pews the assessment goes on to say that our pews are um, falling apart we our sanctuary is non-insulated it, it has no insulation in it so during the very hot days there's a lot of heat and humidity that builds up in there during the cold extreme winters it's very cold in there until it heats up and so the wood is warping and bending and bowing out and it's causing dry rot and some other things that are going on so um, that has made it so that if we were to repair those uh, it would be extremely expensive so they gave us three things um, repair the pews which because of wood prices and because of the age of the pews in the building it's going to be very expensive because we need a period specific carpenter to repair those um, <clears throat> one of our members suggested uh, replacing with brand new pews that were period specific again it's a very expensive thing because we might have to or I say might we would have to replace the entire floor in the sanctuary um, because it would be a heavier pews and it just isn't gonna work and then the, the big thing is the chairs so how do we get our people to understand that and that's been really kind of my new battle going on right now and um, Eric's uh, Eric suggested to me um, trying to bring himself in and another couple of guys to um, come in and uh, just talk about their own experiences bringing in um, bringing in 
pews, you know, pew chairs, uh, getting rid of the pews. So I'm actually going to be uh, sending out a couple of emails in the next um, few days to some guys uh, or messaging them on Facebook and uh, saying, you know, hey, um, could you could you do this? Like, I'm, I'm thinking what I might do since I have uh, Zoom <clears throat> is I might uh, see about doing, like, kind of a Zoom meeting with um, some of these guys so that uh, the church, if they have any questions, um, that could be answered through through that. But we'll see how that goes. I've got, like, my mind as I'm talking. <laughs> this shows you my OCD, people. Uh, as, as we're talking, I'm thinking, how would this work? How would I do this uh, type thing? But um, that's what I'm thinking of doing. So that way there... Uh, 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 Eric is the one that had the idea because uh, he was thinking it would be really good for uh, the people to be able to ask the questions for them to give specific reasons to replace the pews and uh, different things but that's my current battle that's part of uh, part and parcel um, why we haven't been regular the other thing is um, if you know if you've been watching New England uh, recently on the news you'll know that we have had a lot of rain up here since um, tropical storm Elsa went through and um, we have been dealing with the remnants. Our, our cellar flooded in the church, um, which is also our apartment. And so we have been battling, um, doing everything to keep humidity down, to let the floors dry out, and uh, just not let our clothes and other uh, stuff down there get ruined. So um, it's just been a battle, and it's tiring, especially when you're trying to do your last class for seminary so anyway that's it um, so we'll be back to normal this is just kind of a episode to get out there and let you know what's been going on let you know uh, some of the stuff so you'll actually be hearing Eric's voice soon um, I know I know some people have uh, said that they've missed it but uh, Eric uh, Eric will be back soon with an episode himself and um, we'll be back uh, again shortly all right so for um, the rest of the crew it's me uh, Don McKinnon saying God bless